Another day and another batch of medals that come rolling in for Team Isle of Man in Gibraltar. It was Tinwald Day on Friday, the opening ceremony for the Island Games was on Saturday as Kim Clegg carried in the Manx flag, and the last two days the Triskelion has also been flying high as a whole host of athletes have stood proudly on the podium to take in the adulation of winning a medal at such a great event. Welcome to episode 3 of the 2019 Island Games Review with myself, Chris Cave. And as always, we've got so much to get our teeth into this evening. It's a bit of a racket sport special tonight as I've been taking in some table tennis, badminton, squash and the tennis. But we do have a bit of shooting to throw in too because guess what? They claimed a gold medal to keep the Isle of Man right up there as one of the leading nations on the overall medal tally. Some news of success in the swimming as well. But what else do you expect? We begin though tonight with squash and I made my first appearance at the new built courts to witness an epic five set thriller between the island's number one, Dave Norman, who was sixth seed for the Games, and the man ranked second and the favourite in their semi-final, local athlete and Gibraltar fan favourite, Anthony Brindle. The pair have done battle on court many times before, but I doubt they've ever experienced a stage quite like this one. Brindle took the opening game 13-11, but it seemed after that big Dave Norman was right in the ascendancy, and... Not cruising, but certainly dictating the tempo, and he looked to be heading for a place in the final. However, the fourth game went the way of the Gibraltarian, and as the momentum swung towards Brindle, the match seemed to be slipping out of reach of Dave Norman. Now, you wouldn't believe me if I said the atmosphere was electric as the duo gave their all. So let's pick up proceedings at 10-all in the final set, bearing in mind, if you're not aware, it's first to 11 in these games, unless it's 10-all when you have to win by two clear points. Have a listen to this and hold on to your hats. That's Dave going 11-10 up, so match point number one for Dave Morgan. It didn't go to plan though. Norman attempted a drop shot and Gibraltarian Brindle was back on terms at 11 apiece. Nerves really jangling at this point. Another point goes the way of the Manxman, and it's match point number two at 12-11. No mistake, this time around though, a Fine cross-court after another lengthy rally towards the end of a match that went the distance. And it's jubilation for those with the three legs of man on their tops. Huge cheers and everyone at the court was absolutely buzzing. 
as you can hear there. The result in full was 11-13, 11-7, 11-4, 2-11, 13-11. A truly magnificent match between two players who are used to winning. Brindle was understandably deflated at the end and I think he was especially hoping to win as it was in front of a home crowd and that chance may never come round again. But it did mean that his opponent, the man who has been the leading Manx squash player for more than two decades now, booked himself a spot in Tuesday morning's final and has a chance of winning a gold medal. This is what he had to say afterwards. I've had a couple of five-setters with that lad Anthony before and I've come off second best so to be able to pip him there today is real sweet, real sweet. When it gets to those nervy moments at the end of a match, how do you keep calm? Because at one stage, at match point, you put it in the tin and we could see you smiling, laughing. You were still calm on the surface. What was it like underneath? Yeah, a little bit turbulent. Uh, but once I smiled, I just found it relaxed me. You've got a, I missed it, it hit the tin. And I thought, what a stupid shot to play. That was match ball. And you just had to smile. It did, it just relaxed me and it helped me in the next couple of points as well. Did you have a particular strategy before the match began or do you play every match in mostly the same way? Yeah, quite often in the same way. I'll start off the same anyway and it just depends on your opponent, how he reacts. Anthony's very good, he's very well coached and he's got an international coach by his side as well. So you could see between each game he was slightly changing his tactics between every game. So I had to adjust to that to counteract what he was doing. So I just about managed to do it. But. He has fantastic reach as well. It seems at times he played a fantastic shot, yet he still miraculously managed to get it back. I suppose there were times of that match where you thought you would have to do the unthinkable to, to just win the point. What, like hit him or something? No, we don't do that on the squash court. <laughs> we just try and play the ball away from him. Someone like that that gets them all away is just so hard to play because the ball comes back time after time after time. I mentioned my good friend Andy Bell, he was a bit similar, he was a big leggy chap and he would always pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, so you had to play three, four, five, half of the shots more than you need to. What a scout that is for you, the number two seed is now gone from the host nation as well, but it seemed like you had your fair backing here at the squash courts from the Isle of Man as well. Yeah, the Isle of Man team has been absolutely fantastic and, and there's more than the team as well, there was quite a good support for us here and, and I could hear it through over the top of the Gibraltars, which is a pretty good feat in itself, to be honest. How much do you know about the opponent who you've got in the final, Cameron Stafford? Uh, I don't really know a lot about Cameron, other than that he's an ex-professional, uh, has been in the top 100, I believe, and he's a very talented player. And he's also about, about my height, so he's about six foot two. So it'll be a, a good battle of the reaches, I think, tomorrow. I've never known... Uh, a reception, uh, a response from the crowd like that at a squash match. Obviously, the Ireland Games semi-final. You are now in the final. How are you going to take stock, uh, take a bit of a rain check and head in tomorrow with a clear head? I'm going to recover as best I can. I'm going to drink lots of water, try and recover, try and get a massage and a stretch and have a good night's sleep. What would it mean to you to win a gold medal for the Isle of Man at the 2019 Ireland Games? I'll be perfectly honest, I never expected to get this far and I'm absolutely made up that I've got into the final. Uh, to win a gold medal would just be, well, I couldn't even imagine. I'm just, I'm so hyped at the minute. I'm, uh, I, I, never, I don't think I've ever felt like this before, even with all the championships I've won, but this one has been really good for me, especially as I'm at the twilight of my career.
Well, you're still playing like you're in your prime. All the best tomorrow, and I'm sure you'll do the Isle of Man proud. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. If today's match was anything to go by, it's going to be an absolute belter. Uh, his opponent, Cameron Stafford, is a professional from the Cayman Islands. Stafford's the hot favourite, so in theory, Dave Norman goes into it with no real pressure on himself. But he's a born winner, and as this is only his second Island Games, you heard him say himself there, he believes it to be the twilight of his career. And what a career it's been, title after title on the Isle of Man. He's been one of the top players in the European Championships too. And what a way to sign off it would be if it is to be his final Island Games appearance if he were to win gold against a hugely talented player. That match is due to start at 11 o'clock in the morning tomorrow and we'll keep you posted on Manx Radio. Make sure you check out all the content on our social media platforms and online at manxradio.com. Now, still to come, we'll hear from the two shooters who clinched gold earlier in the day on Monday. But firstly, we move to tennis. Wimbledon fortnight is well underway at SW19, but in Gibraltar, they've been focused on their own competition. The ladies had booked a spot in the gold medal match. The team consisting of Laura Feely, Katie Harris and Karen Farragher, who was also competing in Gibraltar the last time the Games were held there in 1995. Their opponents were the hosts, and it's always difficult when you're up against Gibraltar this year because their support is so vocal. Laura lost in straight sets to Amanda Carreras, which is no shame, considering Carreras is a professional and has won more than £100,000 in prize money on the tour during her career to date, and she's currently ranked as the British number 19. You could tell as well watching her play that she was gifted too. She looked a cut above the rest and pulled out a number of quality shots when called upon. It was really just a case of returning the ball and forcing the errors from the Manx players, which she did so well. Katie Harris, though, levelled, also winning in straight sets, meaning it went down to Laura and Karen Farragher with a tough ask of beating the hosts in the doubles. And yet again, the daunting figure of Carreras was the other side of the net. It wasn't to be for the Manxies. They were defeated in straight sets, but they had still done enough to earn a silver medal. It was, uh, it was tough out there in that doubles. Um, it was uh, warming up middle of the day and... Uh, Amanda's such a good player for Gibraltar, puts a lot of pressure on you, but, you know, we we tried our best. We didn't quite get to the top of our level, but, you know, we, we gave it a shot and uh, I guess we've got to be fairly happy with the silver. So. What was it like experiencing playing the host nation with quite a, a vocal crowd as well and a professional in the final? So it seemed like the odds were always stacked against you. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously got a lot of support here, um, cheering them on, but uh, we had a good turnout from the Isle of Manors there, so, you know, uh, they, they, they cheered us on, we had some good points, and uh, they really got behind us too, so it was good. Uh, what about yourself, Laura, for your Island Games experience? How have you found it here in Gibraltar? Yeah, very fine, yeah, just obviously hot, um, and like Karen said, it's difficult playing, um, obviously in the ladies' side, um, well professional tennis player she's obviously very good um so yeah my singles was difficult against her this morning and obviously doubles again so but obviously very happy with the silver did you have any any aspirations of a particular medal or, or any particular goals heading into this event i think you always you always come here targeting a medal uh ideally gold i mean you know in, in gotland two years ago we we managed to to take the gold in the team so uh, would have been nice to repeat that, but we gave it a good shot. You know, silver's silver's pretty good, so happy with that. And um, obviously, the individual's going to start 
Uh, we haven't got any more matches today, but some of the other guys are playing today and we'll be playing tomorrow. So, you know, just got to keep going and, and see if we can get something out of those as well. What do you do between now and then to, to regroup and sort of take stock of, of what's happened today? Uh, get some food, get some water, get sort of, you know, stretched off, um, you know, do you know, proper recovery, uh, try and stay out of the sun as much as possible so that we're, you know, fresh and ready to go tomorrow. And Laura, always raw um, in the, the immediate aftermath after a match, but do you think um, after uh, a bit of time you'll reflect on this and think it's a, it's been a good experience on the whole? Of course, yeah, a silver medal, you can't knock that. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. Um, just like I said, it's difficult playing. Um, such a good player, so, um, but yeah, happy with the goal. Uh, God, <laughs> silver, <laughs> yeah. Now onto a bronze medal match in the badminton, and this was one of the most bizarre sports fixtures I've ever encountered. Not for the standard, not for the setting, not for what happened in the match, but for what was going on in the crowd. Picture this, we're in a sports hall with six badminton courts on, there are various matches taking place on four of them. One is free to be used as a practice court before the players go on, and the other is taken up by Kim Clegg, who's competing for the Isle of Man against the Faroe Islands. And the noise is incredible. Picture a football match in the German Bundesliga where they're all jumping about and they're letting flares off and creating an intimidating atmosphere. Picture similarly the Icelandic fans with their Viking clap routine during the Euros three years ago. But then imagine a group of badminton fans from the Faroe Islands trying something like that at the Island Games. And I'm talking kids and parents and general fans alike all joining in and making some real noise. I couldn't quite believe it. They, they had those annoying inflatable things where you bang them together to generate noise. They, they were using those and what I can only assume they were singing a song in their native tongue. Well, anyway, despite her best efforts, Captain Kim Clegg lost her match in three meaning it was down to the pairing of Matthew Nicholson and Stephen Quayle to win for the Isle of Man to have any chance of getting a medal in the mixed team event. And despite drawing level after an intense battle in the second game, it was the Faroe Islands who prevailed 3-0 and they took home the medal. There was the obvious disappointment. Uh, it's arguably the worst place to finish as you've got within touching distance of a medal without bringing it home. But they gave 100% and the passion on our side shouldn't be overlooked either. All the players who took to the court really wanted it. You could tell that. It just wasn't to be today. But I did get the reaction of Matthew Nicholson once the match had finished, with the eventual score in the doubles match 2-1, but the overall score in the battle for the bronze ending 3-0 to the Faroes. Only in here, only Ireland Games experience. Obviously, Faroes on the loudest teams. Greenland also behind us, very loud. And you just got to get used to it, and it's good to play them. Talking of the, the atmosphere, the magnitude of the match, I'm sure you're all keen to make your mark and, and add to the medals that the Isle of Man have been winning. What, what went wrong today? Were they just too good? They've just got a lot of strength and depth and very good team. All the ones that played, they've all got seeds in every single individual event. So it's always going to be a tough game. It's just fine margins in the ladies' singles and the men's there, which could have gone our way, went the other way. Despite the overwhelming noise from the crowd backing the Faroe Islands, there st still seem to be a brilliant bond between uh, the team Isle of Man and especially you and Stephen Quayle out there on court for the men's doubles. Yeah, a lot of us from the Island now have grown up playing badminton about eight, nine years together in the Island team. And we all get on really well. Very good team atmosphere, always has been. And then with me and Steve, 
been playing together now for about four or five years all the time, so just get used to it and try and pump each other up and hope for the best. What have you made of Gibraltar 2019 so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Like, the sports all here is fantastic with the new live scoring and everything, all the new technology. And it's also nice to have a bit of an athlete's village where you see more of the athlete people, all the people and other nations there. Uh, just finally, what are your hopes for the rest of the tournament? You've still got some matches to play, so I'm sure you'll be hoping to deliver the success. Yeah, hope for the best. Like Some tough games early on, but see what happens and hopefully goes well. Unlucky to those involved, but they still have a chance to get themselves among the medals, and we'll hear later from the shooters just how much it means to the Manx athletes when they do top that podium. On Sunday, we had great news of gold medal success on the first day of competition, and it meant that some other achievements, which were superb in their own right, kind of got overlooked. One of those which we didn't have time to play you last night was an interview with Bethan Pilly, who registered a personal best and a third-place finish in the long jump. I asked her what it was like to be among the medals once again in the Island Games, representing the Manx flag. Coming into it this afternoon for the, uh, for the long jump, I was a bit nervous, but um, yeah, it went better than I thought it was going to, so... What do you have to tell yourself then when you're just about to get into the heart of competition to relax yourself? Do you take a step back in your mind and think, I just need to do what I've been doing all the way through my training process, which is why I've been called up and why I've been selected for the Team Isle of Man? Yeah, it's, you just follow your routine. You do it in training. You're just replicating it here. It doesn't matter that it's competition. You know, you're doing the same warm-up. I have exactly the same warm-up, so it never changes. Um, and that really just helps you. It settles you. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what track you're at. You're still doing the same event. So. And with your teammates, Bayou Athletics, obviously there's a, a large contingent of Manx athletes in the athletics group you can possibly hear them in the background (laughs) cheering there um that must fill you with confidence that there is a wealth of experience there and a wealth of successful athletes as well people who've been there people who've done it people who know uh what's going through your head and what you're going through before you go out there yeah it's absolutely absolutely brilliant having them here i mean hannah riley is just fantastic she's been to a lot of games now so she has so much experience and i've had a few things a few little niggles but i think everyone has and it's just so motivating for us to be like you know just put it out of your head it's fine and there's so much experience like you said and obviously we've got dana as well dana callow um, she's one of the. She's a female team manager, and she's been through it all before. You know, she's done Island Games, she's done everything. So she's a, a brilliant person to have here with us. Um, and she's also. We've had a chat, and she's just really, you know, gets your head in the right place, really. And yeah, you can't really ask for a better, better team around you. As we know, with the long jump, things can change. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you've if you've got a pretty good, uh, pretty good score, but. It, it does change with who's out next and obviously the, the rival athletes who are out there also competing. So when did you realise that you were actually in contention for a medal? Um, so uh, a member of the team is really good at He likes to follow what people are doing. And he's already told me that there's, there was people that were competing today that were jumping way, way better than my PB, over six metres, which is what stuff of uh, dreams are made of really for me. But um, So I was coming into it thinking, God, I am so not even in, in with any chance at all. I had a look myself at a couple of the sort of more British athletes like Guernsey Jersey and things because we can look at them on Power 10. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot of good athletes here today. So I went into it thinking, that's, you know, I've really not got much much hope against these people now. Um, and at previous games, so Jersey and Gotland, I got silver medals. And I was like, oh, well, never mind. You know, that was that was my time. And I did really well there. Um, really wasn't expecting to get um, a medal today. 
so when I jumped, my first jump was a 5.75, which was a PB, straight off. Um, my previous PB was 5.65, so 10 centimetre PB was, was huge for me, and I was really happy. I've got a bit of a war wound. I uh, sliced my hand open on my spikes, um, so that was a good <laughs> good first jump. But, um, yeah, and then so I really kind of held that for a bit, kind of had similar jumps, and then I had a 5.79, which, again, was a, another PB. Um, and I was really confident going into the last bit, thinking, God, I've actually... I'm, I'm in silver medal position here um, and uh, unfortunately another athlete uh, pipped me to the line on her last jump she got a 590 which is absolutely incredible you know I couldn't ask for a better competition to be honest um, and she's well well deserved that silver medal so I was never going to be jumping that far um, so that was brilliant but yeah so I'm, I'm just really surprised to be honest with how well I did. Coming into the games though I know a lot of athletes were talking about they just wanted to beat their PBs a medal was a bonus You've won medals before, but I suppose the, the thrill of it, it doesn't, doesn't wane on you. It, it only gets greater with time. What were your emotions when you found out that you were in the medal positions? Yeah, no, I was, I was absolutely chuffed, to be honest, especially to do it as, with a PB as well. You know, I was just, I, I couldn't ask for any more. It's brilliant. Uh, a message then for all those, whether they be here in Gibraltar supporting you or those who have sent you well wishes from home and family and friends who have supported you through your training process and out here in Gibraltar. So thank you to everybody for supporting me. I know training at home is hard as well. Um, <laughs> just managing my time and things, I'm never in. Um, but yeah, I know everyone's been absolutely brilliant and I just thank everyone for their well wishes and congratulations on the medals. And so yeah, thank you to everybody. Excellent effort from Beth and Pilly and the athletes have been doing the business once again today. Manx Costley with a silver in the steeplechase. We'll be looking to catch up with him at some point over the course of the games for sure. We now have to mention the hat-trick of goals won in the pool today and a silver medal also coming home with us to the Isle of Man after a fantastic day for the swimmers. Unfortunately, I won't have time to go into too much detail on it tonight because we're pushed for time, but there will definitely be some features coming your way involving the swimmers later on this week. You can rest safe in the knowledge of that. But sensational stuff from the men's 4x50m medley relay team, the women's 4x50m freestyle team, and Olivia Marshall in the women's 100m butterfly, all of those got the highest honours in their respective events today with gold, and Laura Kinley, who always delivers on the big stage, earning a silver medal with a fine performance in the women's 50 metre breaststroke. As I say, we will be shining the spotlight on the swimmers later on this week, but there is so much going on and the table tennis team are in the spotlight next. Uh, they faced a tough challenge at the Island Games this year. It's a fairly inexperienced team and they were grouped with Menorca and the favourites for the gold, Guernsey. I've been speaking to Maggie Mulhern, the team manager. You try and sort of build the confidence up. Um, Menorca had a new team this time, so I couldn't even rely on what they'd done in, in Gotland. They had new men there. They were really good. Um, it's very difficult when they don't when they come into a tournament that they've not been before. It's a totally different tournament to what we normally play. It's week long. Um, yeah, and it's really difficult to actually sort of put into words what's, what they're going to come up against. Um, not much else I can say really it's just and how much can you reveal about what you say to the players when they come to you in between games and sometimes in the timeouts sometimes at high pressure moments it depends if you can see obvious sort of ways where they're losing the points or the opponents are gaining you can say right I don't want you to put the ball there I want you to do this serve or serve to a certain spot on the table um, 
sometimes they've just forgotten to move their feet. It's as simple as move your feet. Some of them come back too far from the table and just need a reminder to actually move up to the table again. Um, that, that's all it is, really. It, it's just talking to them. They'll talk to you. They'll come back and give you feedback. As, well, I didn't do that and I didn't do this. Um, and you agree with them. Um, yeah, It's nothing magical that you can say to them, really. It's just talking it through where they've gone wrong, where they need to improve what they're doing right that's important to sort of um, say you did this right you did that right because otherwise if you say to them negative things all the time they're not going to want to come and talk to you are they (laughs) that was maggie mulhern there the isle of man table tennis team manager well finally tonight let's turn our attention to the shooters often they feel they get overlooked but when it comes to commonwealth games or island games they've always got a strong showing and they always seem to deliver how often do we see them rise to the occasion when called upon tim neal was named sportsman of the year in 2018 for his efforts at the commonwealth games where he won our only medal by sealing a silver in the double trap Today, it was the men's automatic ball trap team who did the business. Alan Wade and Mark Riley shot a combined 183 to pip Channel Islands, Guernsey and Jersey to first place. After the medal ceremony, they were understandably over the moon. To be perfectly honest, there wasn't much difference. It was very windy, the conditions were very testing, and I think that's what's helped us, because we're on the Isle of Man and we're, we're shooting in windy conditions. Yeah. So that's what's helped. Were you, were you feeling good from the outset? Did it feel like it was going to be a, a good day for you? Very nervous. That's the toilet. <laughs> also, what do you do when you wake up on a day of competition? And we know that the Isle of Man is historically very good at shooting. The precedent's been set. So how do you go about just settling the nerves? Just get there. Prep yourself. Get in conversation with your teammate. And bang it out. Do you have any special rituals or routines that you go through? Uh, well, I mean, get my body motivated, get my head in gear and, and have a walk, get myself, you know, up to speed and then just concentrate on what I've got to do, yeah. really, that's it. Perseverance, patience, dedication, it all counts. Bang at it. Do the Usain Bolt after. How important do you think the continued success of the Manx Shooters, which we saw 12 months ago in the Commonwealth Games, we've seen again today with the gold medal that you guys have brought home, in growing the profile of shooting and increasing the participation amongst the younger generation who see that it is a route to success? We need What we need, really, and it's the same for every sport, you need to be able to get on your range and you need to be able to practice. You need to be able to practice the good things all the time on the range. If you can't get on the range to practice pad time, it's all about pad time. If you can't do that, you ain't gonna compete against the top people, simple as that. My boy's coming through and I just concentrate on him for next time for a medal. What I love about the Island Games is coming here and seeing when our athletes win medals and the joy and the pride, the overriding emotion of just ecstasy that you get with winning a medal and representing your country. How much do you enjoy competing under the Manx flag? I said 30 years silver medal in in the Faroe Islands. I was ecstatic. This today tops it all. He's the boy. We shot together. We won. And that's it. And that's your lot this evening. Another extremely busy day and there's no sign of it stopping. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any of the action as the Isle of Man continues to shoot for the stars in Gibraltar.